Hello and welcome back to Untuck Shorts episode 41. 41, I can't believe it. I'm your host, Felix Vogel, and this is my podcastee, a.k.a. my dad, Mark Vogel. I'm so excited to be here. Our first podcast of 2023 and our first podcast using some new microphones. Yeah, really awesome. Catching our voice a lot better. Now let's jump right into it. Um, Mark, I believe you have a couple questions for me. I do indeed. There is one NBA Hall of Famer who wore number 41. Dirk Nowitzki for the Dallas Mavericks, um, a clear Hall of Famer, wore the number 41 throughout his awesome career. That is correct. And I have two things to say about Dirk Nowitzki and number 41. First of all, I learned why he chose the jersey number 41. Do you have any idea? No clue. Is he? Wait, I have a question. He is German, right? That is correct. Now, for some reason, all European players have high numbers. Totally unclear as to why. So, was it? Did it have something to do with Germany? Uh, not exactly. Although, in a roundabout sort of way, it comes back to having something to do with Germany. I'll make this simple. He used to play in the German leagues before he came to America, and his number was. Uh, no, hang on a second. Back that up. He was very impressed with Charles Barkley on the Dream Team back in 1992. And Charles Barkley wow. wore number... Barkley? He, Barkley wore number 14. But when he got to the Mavericks, somebody else was wearing that. So he flipped the numbers and chose 41. But, bringing it back to Germany, when he played for the German national team, he wore number 14. And when he played for the Mavericks, he wore number 41. Boom. How do you like that, Jersey Trivia? That's actually a pretty good one. You look like you did your homework. Um, I'm surprised that Dirk Nowitzki got inspired by Charles Barkley. Yeah, I mean, not nothing, nothing bad about it, but the it's other very, did not base his game at all off of him. The other thing I wanted to say while we're on the topic of German basketball players and German basketball fans Dennis is Schroeder? that okay, did I get, steal it? No, I was going to segue ever so gracefully to acknowledge a listener of ours from Germany. From Frankfurt, Germany, this week I got an email from my cousin Leon Jelskowitz, who listens to Untucked Shorts all the way from Europe, and is also a big Luka fan, having been a big Dirk Nowitzki fan and a fan of the European NBA players. So shout out to Leon. Very international here. But for now, uh, let's look at our past five games, Mark. Let's do it. So... We predicted we would go a stunning 5-0 and during this homestand, and we were off in uh, good form. The first game was against Utah, and we won. Yeah. I mean, they had stole the game from us pretty badly. We actually named a podcast title after that, and we just showed them who's boss. I believe Poole had a really good game. Um, I don't know. I think not much to say. We pretty crushed them pretty badly. Yeah, that was a good game. I think we still had to come from behind and win it in the fourth. So glad to get that win. Then one, what I thought at the time was going to be the most exciting game of the season, but little did I know what was in store. The game against Portland. Any memories from that game? We watched it with our friends at the pod. Uh, Nicole and Josh, they're by far maybe one of our longest time listeners. Um, they have a great setup. And yeah, that very comfy couches, <laughs> nice big screen TV, um, easily located. Big screen TV. Oh, wasn't that a pretty big screen TV? Well, is that a thing? A big screen TV? Yeah, I thought there was only a flat screen TV. Well, okay, but I mean... Big screen I'm, TV. I'm, it, it was a significantly... Okay, The okay. area. Okay. Did you calculate the perimeter and area of their TV? I'm not sure. I have not had a quiz on little, that lately. Oh, I lied. Okay. Um, 
All right. Then we moved to the game we most like to talk about, maybe on the whole pod, the whole season. But a game that we didn't see live because somebody Sadly. not naming names suggested that it was going to be a boring yeah. or not such a great game because, yeah. like, Kamingo wasn't playing. So let's watch the Grand Budapest Hotel instead. Anyways. What happened when we played the Atlanta Hawks? Well, the game started off very hot. Both teams playing good, but we were playing better in the first uh, 24 minutes of play. Now, we were up by 17 at the half as the Hawks mounted a tremendous comeback, really rebuilding that deficit. And for some reason this season, we um, have no this good is the third story. quarters. It's true. It's the story of the season. As we get these leads, we're playing well, and then we beat ourselves. We let kind of mediocre teams crawl back in it, and that's exactly what uh, Trey Young and the Hawks did. I mean, Hawks are 18 and 21. Not they're, great. They're battling for the nine seed. They're Yeah, they're not looking good here at all. And like other teams this season, they've just we've let them come back. Um but Clay was having himself a night. He finished with 54 points. His first, Amazing. His first 50 ball since coming back on January 9th. Second highest. Wait, what is it today? January 8th. It's almost a one-year anniversary of. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that. This is a historic, historic occasion. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he he mounted the. He got those 54 points in not one but a double overtime thriller. Against the Hawks, and we oh pulled it God. out. So, we boy, so many heroes. Out. I mean, Clay hit 54, DDV hit a clutch three, and then in that second overtime, who hit the buzzer beater? Surprise, surprise. Clay Thompson. Uh, no, Kevon Looney. Oh, uh, yeah, I Kevon thought we had three overtime. No. no, 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 no. What? First, end of regulation, DDV hit it. Right. End of first. I think in the first overtime we had a lead and like Trey Young kept getting foul calls and they like managed to come back and huh. tie it up. Well, the the one thing to talk about in that first overtime, the well, no, Clay hit a big shot with yeah, like, he had a huge okay, shot. Okay, so and Draymond, Draymond hit a big shot, Draymond but the buzzer beater to win the game was all Kavon Looney with twenty rebounds, a monster night from Kavon. Second overtime, you know who shot it? Like Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole kind of just tried to get rid of it because the shot clock or the game was right. expiring. Looney got it in midair and tried to go a little Atletico mode on us. Missed a layup pretty badly, but he was always there. What am I saying? Sweeping up the glass? What do I? What Clean, do I? Cleaning, cleaning up, up the glass? glass? Or yeah, sweeping? Yeah. Sweeping up a, the glass? Could use a broom? I mean, when you drop Dust something, buster. when glass shatters, you probably sweep it up. That's true. Um, but he tapped it in at the actual buzzer. And the amazing. So, for those of you trying to keep track, in this five game stand, the first three games we all won. We were cruising. We were 3 and 0. We were feeling good about our predictions. Then we our nemesis from Detroit. the seller of the Eastern Conference, the Detroit, Detroit. Pistons. Came I mean, to town. we'd lost to them by 14 points in our last meeting, which is pretty embarrassing. The only thing to say about that game is we were um, killed by the bell. The popular 90s TV show, in reverse. As Sadiq Bay, as we talked about, hit a buzzer beater <laughs> to take it over. Um, We're twenty and twenty. We are uh, not a, a number one. We're not a top team right now. And not only did we lose mm-hmm. to Detroit at home, at which we'd previously been almost invincible, but then Orlando came to town last night. And they really uh, did a number on us. So yeah, for those like what the score, heck just happened there? We were three and two in the last five games. Um, Felix, before we get to the spiciest play of the last week, 
Can you tell me what's looking back at those last five games, the wins, the losses, any uh, observations, any any? As a professional predictor, mm-hmm. as a professional bad predictor, my Achilles' heel of predicting is I base it off. Okay, we have a higher record than the Spurs. Okay, we have a lot higher of a record than Orlando, so we're going to win against those guys. But, wow, Boston has a higher record, so we're going to lose to them. I'm very statistical as far as this goes. And what are you realizing? And what I realize is that the Warriors can choose to be good, and they can choose to just suck. You know? I think, well, they can't choose to be good, but sometimes they just, sometimes they leave it all out on the court, and we could go, I think we have the potential. You can you can beat up me in the comments for this. We have the potential to go 82-0 with everybody healthy. Like, we have that talent yep. if we have that mentality. Right. But it's all about the reason why we won in double overtime to Atlanta, but lost to Detroit and Orlando. It's just it's just because we, we thought they were a gimme and we played down. I would agree 100%. It's intensity, it's focus, it's mentality. The last two games showed that we are still not consistently playing with the intensity we need to beat NBA teams. And on any given night, a team with a terrible record can beat a team with a good record. And with that, Felix, before uh, we head to the break, it's time for our spiciest plays of the game or of the week, sponsored by... Spice Jar. Now, we've had some listeners who say we should have a sponsor, but for those longtime listeners we know, and you know, we have talked about Spice Jar. My spiciest play of the game was, well, it obviously was in that Atlanta game. So many highlights, but I think I'm going to have to go with Dante DiVincenzo hitting the three at the end of regulation because I think that tipped into play some hope that led us into that awesome end of the game. And though, you know, there was many other aspects to our win, I feel like as Dante DiVincenzo fights so hard, he deserved it, and it was satisfying to just see that go down. There you go. The spiciest play of the week, sponsored by the Spice Jar. All right. So should we take a break? Yeah, let's do it. We'll see you next. We'll see you right after the break on Untuck Shorts. Hello and welcome back to episode 41 of uh, Untuck Shorts. Now, I hope you enjoyed some words from Mr. Pickles, and we had a reunion with Bed Bath & Beyond. Though they kicked us out, they got to in- add in one more commercial on this wonderful podcast. Now, Dad, um, we have some an interesting topic, a very hypothetical topic, as we are at the 500 in both scores and games. We're 20 and 20, only 42 games left in the season, but those last two probably won't matter. Don't want to jinx it, though. Um, now, Mark, what it says on the board is if we go 30 and 10 this the rest of the season, then who steps up? Who stays healthy? And who surprises us? We need to have a great second half of the season. If we're going to make the number six playoff spot or maybe even do better, we need to get around 50 wins. And for that to happen, uh, let me ask you those very questions, Felix. Who are you looking for to just have a stellar second half of the season? Well, first off, flashback to episode 39, I believe, as we crunched the numbers on it. I don't believe we're going to go 30 and 10. I think we're going to hit 
just a little under. Yep. Maybe 27 and 13. Or maybe, yeah, 26 and 14. That's my prediction. All right. For, as but even we're for looking that, right now. For us to win that, a majority of those games, that mm-hmm. we've got to have to win some games on the road finally. Yeah. We're going to need some big performances. And let me just say, don't tell me Steph Curry. Because of that's a given. If Steph Curry doesn't have a great second half of the season, then we're not winning twenty five out of forty games. Yes. Well, I mean, I think you know Iguodala debuted in that's right. on Iggy came game back last on night. game forty last night uh, for the first time this season. And what that tells me is that we're kicking in to a consistent first, second, and third unit. I feel like. Uh, as far as Ty Drome and Lambert are going to go, they're either going to play or they're not going to play. And what I say is that when Curry comes back, we're not going to see any more Ty Drome. I love you, but sorry. Um, I think, so I'm ruling off those two-way people off the table. Also, they've played maybe, maybe they've maxed out the amount they can actually play in the NBA. There is a limit before we would have to actually offer them a contract. I think there might be a spot for, for Anthony Lamb. Yeah. But I hear you. The rotation is going to be a little bit more based on those veterans, Iggy, coming back. I agree. So anybody else you're thinking is going to take a big leap in the second half of the season? Well, DiVincenzo is experienced. He's played uh, deep into the playoffs, even all the way to the finals. And I think we're going to need him to guard some Damian Lillards, some, like, um, John Morantz when, Kurt, when like, um who Wiggins is on the bench. So I think as far as our second string defense goes, uh, DiVincenzo just needs to take it even farther defensively and offensively. And we've seen that in the past couple games as he's dramatically stepped up. And on my end, I think we're going to need Jonathan Kaminga to continue to progress. We're going to need a big second half of the season from him. Um, I'd like to see Jordan Poole continue to maintain this high level. Wash his hands, get rid of those butterfingers. The turnovers are killing us. So frustrating. So frustrating. He has done really well uh, being the primary point guard with Steph Curry out. My question is, when Steph Curry comes back, Poole comes off the bench, can he maintain this high level of scoring? We talked about kind of the meld between young and old. Now we're like, okay, we're at 500. We're the eighth seed. You know, we're going to need to start sticking to what works. Sorry, PBJ. Sorry, Ryan Rollins. Sorry, Wiseman. They're not going to be seeing a lot of minutes. Um, so one last element, a twist. Normally, the Warriors do not make trades during the season. That has not been Bob Myers' tendency as general manager over the last six, seven years. But if the Warriors were to make a trade to really try and get one more piece of the puzzle to give us some good quality minutes in the back half of the season going into the playoffs – any thoughts as to who we might move and who we might get? Yes, actually. I hate to say it, uh, James Wiseman. Mm. He James really, Wiseman's he's, I mean, we've seen him drop 33. We've seen him do things that a number two pick should be doing. And I'm not shaming him at all, but we want control. And I don't think he fits on the Warriors. Hope this doesn't come back to bite me if he becomes an all-star or anything. But... I'm not saying that we will trade, but I I would do a trade. James Wiseman, or you all hear it, Bay City Red, Mason 
Plumley. And I say that with love, but also with seriousness. For Mason Plumley is a experienced vet. You know, if Lamb doesn't see minutes, then Looney's going to need a backup big. And Mason Plumley fits all the things. He knows how to defend. He'll, he gets about nine and a half boards a game. So he, I think that would actually really work for us, even if it's a short time thing. Looking to the playoffs, I'd love to have him coming off the bench. Any chance that somehow we could give uh, Wiseman. For Vucevic? I'd love to do Wiseman's Vucevic, but Vucevic wouldn't fit in with our team because he's a shooter and we don't we're we're looking for a big man. Wiseman is basically a less advanced Vucevic. Okay, one last thought. Crazy thought. I don't know where he is. Maybe he's listening to the podcast right now. You might I don't know if you're playing in the NBA anymore, but is there any way we could get JaVale McGee back? He's playing in Dallas right now. I mean well Dallas just got rid of Porzingis. They got rid of Boban. He he seems like he'd be a valuable piece there. Um, I I can't see him pulling off like get getting him out of Dallas. That's all. Right. I'd love that though. All right, before we wrap up, let's take a look ahead at the next five games. Felix, I'll give you the name of the team we're playing, and you give me your prediction about how we're going to do next five games. The first one is at home this week against the Phoenix Suns, playing without Devin Booker. Who do you like? Okay, so capping off our homestand in. Uh, last game against Phoenix or second to last game against Phoenix? No, I actually. think the last game will be against uh, Phoenix. You mean on the homestand? No, I'm talking second to last game overall. In seeing Phoenix in the season, I second think to last. We go, have we? No, I think we go there one more time and they come here one more time. Actually, oh wow! Right, because we okay. played them twice so far. I think we oh. played them four times. Okay, well, okay, I don't, I don't, okay, that gets interesting. <laughs> well, as Curry, Curry is set. He's in practice right now, and he's su- supposed to be next week, so he won't be able to be in that Phoenix game. I say no. I just don't think we can. Going off a double loss to Troy and Orlando, I am going to disagree with you. Based on something you said earlier, I think based statistically, Phoenix is a little bit higher than us in the rankings right now. But without Devin Booker coming here, we get up for big games. I've seen us take it to Boston, take it to Memphis. Mm -hmm. I think Wiggins will step up a lot from his Mm -hmm. miserable performance against Orlando last night. Mm -hmm. So I think we can beat Phoenix in our final game at home, which puts us on the road. First stop is in San Antonio. A quick footnote. Okay. Clay Thompson... Didn't play last night with a knee soreness. Nothing big, but so he weighed... Would, would that he, technically be a knee note he, and not a footnote? <laughs> okay. Um, I He may not play in Phoenix, and if so, I really encourage you to say a loss. Nah, I, think we can, I think we can do it. I, okay. I don't know what's going on with Kaminga, but I'm optimistic. I think we can, uh, we can beat Phoenix. Uh, but you disagree. All right, so San we're Antonio. split on that one. San Antonio against the Spurs... On the road. Yep. 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 Brings us to Chicago. We were just talking about Vucevic, Zach Levine. I think you mean Chi Gago, as the way I spelled it. Yeah, I was not going to emphasize that, but it's true. You did You did spell it Chi Gago. Um, all right, so Warriors versus Chi Gago. Who's going to win? Well, they're kind of a mess right now as far as uh, player relationships are concerned. So I say, yeah, I think we can do it. I'm boldly predicting right now. Um, this uh, a winning win. a winning road trip it looks like especially mm-hmm. if we then go to Washington and talk about teams that are f- falling apart and have all kinds of dysfunction I don't know what's happening to Bradley Beal is maybe even injured mm-hmm. um, 
All right. So against the uh, Wizards, I think we can win this one. What do you think? I don't think we can. You think we're going to lose to the Wizards? Yeah. As I said, you know, you're taking it statistically. I just don't. You think we'll play down? It'll be a. I haven't looked. Is that a back to back or something? Yes, it's the second end of a back to back, I believe. Um, Wizards are actually. I mean, they're the 11 seed, 17 and 23. But. I, I don't know. All I right. think they'll You're be right. able Those to... back-to-backs, Clay doesn't play. Who knows? Other people will be banged up on the road. So hmm. Curry will probably be back, though. All I right. mean, the Wizards are actually playing some tough teams right now, looking at their schedule. So maybe their confidence will be down. We'll be able to snap a win, but I don't think so. Okay, then we go to Boston. Boston. Second, me, second and last one. That's right. Final away. meeting of the year against our nemesis. Away in Madison Garden. Uh, you know? No, not Madison. Madison is New York. Madison Square Garden. That's in New York. No, it isn't. Uh, is it? Right now, Paul Trump is having a heart attack. Tea Garden? Yeah, t- the TD Garden is in Boston. What? Madison Square Garden is on Madison Avenue in Manhattan. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, Felix, I've been wanting to take a little geography detour i think do you think now in probably the 27th minute of this podcast is a good time for us to geography uh, spinoff to do a little geography spinoff no thank you i give you the name of the stadium you tell me no no i don't think so all right we're playing boston in boston i mean they're gonna be upset about how they got uh beaten thoroughly when they came out here they have a home home i think they have a great home court record this season I mean, uh, I think that's going to be tough. Mike Katzman told me have faith, and you know what? This I is say for we you, win. Mike Katzman. I say whatever. I think we beat Boston in their own home, and we just show them who is the boss. On that note, I think we will see you next time on Untouched, Untouched Shorts. Shorts. Thanks for listening, everybody. 